0: Please check out the website openbar.space. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Alexa, and Overcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. David Dacker, your host. I am happy to be here today um yesterday was uh, today is uh, september the 20th yesterday september the 19th we had some amazing uh some not amazing but some very intense uh rains that um flooded the city uh for a bit and um and i'm i'm hoping that everyone is well uh i'm wishing everyone um you know to get back on their feet if for whatever reason um, you lost some property or, or, had some sort of damage or had to deal with, with some serious shit. So wishing you the best. So the subject that I chose for today, because again, yesterday I couldn't get a, a guest due to the inclement weather. Um, I was hoping to have, um, Ben Williams, uh, of How- highway vodka, a hemp made vodka, um, made in Houston and uh, and so that's, that's going to happen soon here in the future but um, I wanted to talk about the subject of community what is a community community is uh, a number of things but one of it is um, you know you're connected by either interest geography or other things right And in the case of what I just mentioned, uh, the Houston city, we're connected as a community based on weather, right? These things that happen. In the bar community, it's kind of the same. Um, I've always looked to be a part and and, uh, contribute to that community as much as I can. Um, in the past, I uh, was uh, an officer uh, of the United States Bartenders Guild, uh, acting as a treasurer. And um, in my uh, current um, position, situation, uh, I try to have some sort of leadership to the young um, chefs, uh, bartenders and such in the uh, in the food hall. So, the the subject mainly came up to came to mind because lately you know and and you know, we know we've only been only been open 6 weeks and it's it's uh, it's wild how people ask hey when when you're going to do something new <laughs> it's like we are new uh but anyways the um over the, the the last few weeks a month or so I've been able to to have build these relationships within the hall and um you know, I'm currently working on a, on a cocktail with uh, Christine Ha, which uh, she has uh, uh, her and John, her husband, have uh, are doing sugarcane. They have a sugarcane press in the uh, on the counter behind the counter. And it uh, I'll be getting that and then creating a cocktail from it. So. It's just been interesting sitting, you know, having them come over and, and, and me tasting them on different uh, versions of the recipe, different recipes and then different variations of the same recipe and kind of getting to know their palates and, and how they interpret different flavors. And, um, and so the other one, you know, and, and so that, that is, you know, those situations, those events that uh, it starts to build you know relationship and you know being that we're in the same space it, it starts to build the community because then there's uh richard knight which um you know if, if you've ever had the pleasure to know richard <laughs> richard um uh, he's quite the uh the uh, quirky guy um he's got a great sense of humor basically is what i'm saying but he's got a lot of stories too and just last week he, he came by you know and have a drink with uh, some friends and uh, he orders a gin and tonic, and I pull out Martin Miller, um, one of my favorite um, uh, gins for um, gin and tonics. And so he says, "Oh, Martin Miller, I forgot about that that gin. You know, it's uh, you know it's this guy that it's an art dealer in, in London. And he goes on and you know tells me a little bit about the guy, and and, and then he goes on to tell the story about making gin drinks with if I. If I heard him correctly, it was Martin Miller himself in this very, very boutique and exclusive uh, hotel in London. And it's wild that, you know, whenever you're around people that have these really <laughs> strange, entertaining and like out there type of stories. And uh, he's he's that guy for sure. So lots of fun to be around him. And then going back to Christine, Christine has had this experience of like. She was just, you know, liked to cook at home and um, threw her hat in the race with MasterChef and then, um, you know, ended up winning. Long story short. And so now here she is with her first restaurant and uh, it's just like just one, you know, she, a uh, best-selling author. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, the way I see it is is one it's ex- one new experience after the other that are pretty... Out of the box, you know they're pretty intense. Um, Scott H, which uh, is, um, you know he he has, uh, God, what do I always forget? Sandwich spot that was in the conservatory. Um, eats, Ugh. anyways. Sorry, Scott. You know, you know, you know I love you. Um, you know, being around him, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so it's just the community there within the hall is starting to 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 build and these relationships are relationships are being uh, developed and i think that uh, the benefit of all that is the collaborations that ensue from all that Um, my program i try to make it as sustainable as possible with the 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 least amount of uh, waste and that is a conversation that i have with uh, uh, several of the chefs um, and, and um, their, uh, their, their kitchen managers and sous chefs, um, this is uh, something that is very important to me because I feel that, you know, Yeah, let me give you an example. I've worked at places that have egg cocktails on the menu, right? So normally in those egg cocktails, you only use the egg white. So what do you do with the egg yolk? You throw it away unfortunately. I mean, some places try to repurpose them, but there's so many egg ro- egg yolks that you can use, you know, unless you have a place that has an enormous, uh, a very popular uh, breakfast uh, spot, then that's, that's what you would do with them. And people will want instead of egg white omelet, uh, egg yolk only omelet. But I'm just saying that You know, within providing customers with uh, uh, unique experiences uh, and high-quality products, uh, a sour with an egg white is a fantastic thing. You know, whiskey sour or, or, you know, pisco sour. But currently, I'm not offering that because I don't have anything for the egg yolk. So, my idea is always to have a sour and a flip on the menu at the same time. So that way you're uh, using as much as possible of the, uh, or the 100% of of the egg. Um, But as soon as I figure that out, um, I will do something with it. Uh, I think that you should be having breakfast at Atlas uh, Diner. So that way I'm able to have sours on my menu. And uh, that is that. 409 Travis. There you go. You just solved my problem. No, but uh, so, all right, community. So then, uh, downtown residents also are developing a community within uh, this side of downtown, which is uh, Market Square. That that is where the Aristar is and and bravery Chef Hall and all that. So, it, in in in, what I'm getting at is that in becoming and starting to grow and starting to develop this new community within the hall i'm starting to also notice the community that is starting to develop within all these residents that live downtown people that are building or two away from the one that we're in are starting to meet there and it's interesting the conversation because it's like oh well you know I, I try to start it with, like, do you live downtown? Yeah. Oh, I live in this building. And the next person is like, oh, yeah, I live in the other building. And I looked at that one. And, and they start to get to know one another. So it's a, it's a great meeting place. Um, I think Market Square also that has a lot of events. Uh, they have the Thursday bingo and then they have a movie night, which I think is Sunday, but I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be very important to the downtown community uh, developing of residents um, because... It's been a good community of uh, bartenders, and and, uh, the bar community has been good because we've been there for for years already. Um, But I think that the residence has been something that uh, hasn't been solidified, and I think as a meeting place, um, Bravery Chef Hall serves that purpose. That said, let me move on to cocktail. Um, these are the two things that I wanted to talk about today. So Japanese highball, Japanese highball. I sort of have one on the menu. I'm going to call it that because that's what inspired me to do it. May not be it. You decide. But the Japanese highball traditionally is in a Collins glass, which is the tall skinny glass. Um, you would have a piece of ice that fits in there. Just one single piece of ice that fits into that tall skinny glass, the Collins, and then you would uh, pour a shot of uh, a Japanese whiskey, preferably, um, and then uh, some soda. And of course, the Japanese style, as uh, if you listen to Chris Morris's episode a couple of weeks ago, it's about how you put it together. So that way, the presentation entices you to to feel. Um, that there's care given into making the, the cocktail, but also that there is high quality ingredients in a specific way. So you pour the soda very slowly so the bubbles don 't you know agitate and uh, dissipate. so it 's nice and effervescent whenever you drink this cocktail because it 's refreshing and boozy and all these different things. So because I necessarily, i don 't necessarily like Japanese highballs the way they are. I decided to do my own version. So one ingredient that I like playing with that doesn't get a whole lot of, uh, th- is not used as a base often enough, in my opinion, is Grand Mignet. Grand Meunier is 80 proof. Okay. Or, or it, maybe it's 39% alcohol instead of 40. I can't remember right now, but it's pretty much, it's just like Fernet. It's like 39% alcohol. That's, that's pretty much a spirit. But I, think, I guess sugar content and, and whatnot. But I digress. The point is, is that it's got enough alcohol that it can be used as a base. Now, it's very sweet also um, and is, is, is essentially flavored, right? But uh, given the right combination of ingredients, um, this is not the first time that I use Grand Meunier as a base, okay? And, and for those of you who don't know, by the way, thank you to all the new listeners um, and the non-industries. Uh, folks that are listening, um, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it. So base, using a base, uh, means that this is your main ingredient. Okay. So I've used this as a main ingredient before. Speaking of egg cocktails, it was an egg cocktail with turmeric and uh, a few other ingredients uh, that I can't remember right off the top of my head because it's been some years, but this time what I'm doing is I'm doing uh, Grand Meunier. Uh, Magda, which is, so Grand Manier is essentially a cognac. Uh, this can be called cognac, I think, because it's flavored. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's brandy. Um, and then I'm using Torres to contrast that, which is also an orange-flavored brandy from Spain. So you got French, Spain. And then it, in order to give it the, the feel of a Japanese highball, I'm putting in some scotch, single malt scotch, and not just any single malt scotch is 15 year old Glendronach. Um, if you've ever had that, that is incredibly delicious. Uh, you should uh, check it out. And so at that point is you got this big body, um, which is kind of like the opposite of what the Japanese highball tends to be light, refreshing effervescent and you know uh, these delicate flavors because of the way the structure that the uh, Japanese whiskeys have been but I took it the opposite way right and then so it's fuller body it's richer and you have this finish that is of the scotch now all those flavors may not seem like they tie in together but you know a little bit of creme de cacao on the rinse on the glass boom done And, uh, and then some tonic water but one of the other differences is, one, um, I'm putting that on crushed ice. Yes, I am. And two, um, it gets a straw because it's crushed ice. I know, sacrilegious for a Japanese highball, but that's what I'm doing. And it's delicious. So let's not forget that. And um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun way to also bring in uh, the fall, even though after the rain that we got, it is humid and hot and it's going to be hot and humid for uh, another month or so but hey this is the uh now we know these rains is what tell us that fall is coming here in houston it's a little bit different down here than in other places all right so that is part of the new menu that i got uh, going on right now um remember these are handwritten menus so i get to choose them i get to write them and uh, moving them around depending on the the ingredients that I have, uh, on hand and, uh, what's moving and what's not. So come on by, have one, enjoy it. Uh, don't think too much about what is supposed to be. Just enjoy it. Um, so that is pretty much it for today because, um, it is Friday and I do have to get to work and, um, I am, oh yeah, I have been, uh, Oh yeah, I got some surprises for you. No, not surprises, but there's new content coming out. I've been working with, um, with Stephanie Rodriguez, a, a, a talented uh, local photographer, uh, to get a, a new way of presenting stuff. And I'll tell you about that once I have it posted on my Instagram. Yeah, so check out the Instagram, Lockwood uh, underscore uh, STN. Lockwood Station is always STN on station, uh, not spelling it out. But um, yeah, I think she just called me. Strange. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. If you're in Houston, make sure that you stay dry. If not, you have to come and visit Houston. Um, see me at Lockwood Station. Uh, visit the uh, very first chef driven. Uh, food hall, and, and say hello. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep the conversation going.